Hi, ciao, this is Giuseppe Camuncoli, a.k.a. Camo from Italy, and you're listening to The Amazing Spider Talk. Too many who know the angles, uncover and untangle All the questions and the webs left out to tangle be in Welcome to the Amazing Spider Talk. My name is Dan Gavazin, and I'm the editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. And I'm Mark Ginocchio, the editor of the Chasing Amazing blog. Thanks for joining us for the 16th episode of Amazing Spider Talk. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we hope to look at the Spider-Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture. Yes, and for this episode, we will be discussing Amazing Spider-Man number 16 by Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos, reading your comments and emails, giving away prizes, and discussing all the spider news that's fit to print. That's if you make it to the end of this episode, Mark. Yeah, you know, I I sound a little hoarse. I apologize. We're going to be good. All right. All right. Well, of course, if you hear this sound... Please check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. Mark, let's plow through this before someone is digging your grave and get right to it. Amazing Spider-Man number 16. You know, Dan, after spanning the multiverse, I, I guess I just caught a cold. So, uh, <laughs> You know, space is it, very cold. Or it's Moreland sucking the life force from me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dan, so Amazing Spider-Man 16, uh, back to basics, I guess. Well, that's right? how they've been I advertising mean, it. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um this was nice. It was it was nice to get away from all of the over the top theatrics of Spider Verse, and you know this definitely has some strong character moments. Um, there were some good scenes in there in the beginning with like Peter and the iguana, and and Peter and Liz Allen, and and, and we'll talk about those in a little more detail. But yeah, I mean, not to be negative, but you know the overarching theme is you know. The, the stuff that we're back writing about, you know, in terms of Parker Industries, I mean, do, do we do we really care about this at this point? <laughs> I think I wrote in my review, uh, this story is only more interesting than the issue where Peter filed his taxes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, like, yeah, it, like I said, it's nice to get away and, and, and to get back to character. And, I mean, it, if there's one thing that we have been repeatedly – banging the drum about it's the it's the lack of character it's the lack of peter's 
focus on Peter, and and this has that in spades. So that makes it an improvement. I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, but 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 this is also like your very typical like cool down issue in between arc, you know, kind of. I mean, it even has Christos Gage on it, which is like always kind of like the telltale that Dan Slott's got other things going on, you know, not to not to generalize, but you know, generally when Christos Gage is assisting on on a script, it's because you know Dan Slott is either plotting a story like Spider Verse, or in this case, Renew Your Vows, and he's got big stuff going on in Silver Surfer. So, I mean, this was definitely just kind of like, okay, time to ship out an issue, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a catch back up after six months of Spider Verse. Here's what was previously happening. So there's not really a lot of forward narrative momentum here. It's just like these are the parties that are involved in this comic, and here's where uh, where they stand. Um, but that said, I agree with you. There's some nice character moments here, and that was enough for me to like give it an, like an overall pass in my estimation. Like I enjoyed reading it, and I it's been a while since I've enjoyed reading this book. Yeah, this is probably a comic we would like more if it was coming on the heels of other character-rich material. And, you know, because it kind of was like, oh, wow, remember remember when comics were like this? You yeah. know, I, I think we're, we're a little more leery of it. <laughs> um, um, but let's, let's, let's start by talking about that opening scene because I actually liked the tone and kind of the randomness of that opening scene, that fight between um, Spider-Man and the Iguana. I mean, this kind of reminded me of something that Dan Slott did and did well when, you know, when Dan was really cooking on the book um, back in, you know, in big time. And then again, during superior, like this kind of like, you know, kind of commenting while, while something is going on, there's like this kind of like meta commentary on kind of the ridiculousness of, you know, the life of a superhero, especially one as Spider-Man and, and, and just kind of, you know, as, as much as we, we love the rogues gallery, you know, there, there are certainly your fair share of kind of D and lower list villains that Spider-Man has to, has, has dealt with over the years. Iguana being one of them. We were, we were talking before we went on the air. Iguana appeared, I think it was a Bill Mantlo spectacular Spider-Man issue, right? Back in the, in the late seventies, give yeah, or take, right? Right after everyone's favorite light master issues. Yes, yes. So I mean, we're 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 reaching way back here, and An I don't even know. Auspicious debut to a series. Yes, I I I don't know if he he came before or after Stegron, the dinosaur <laughs> man. They're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, well, you know, one is an iguana and one is a dinosaur man, so they are different, but oh, um, vastly different. But you know, having Peter like answering the phone and kind of like you know showing again that balance of of him trying to deal with Aunt May and Parker Industries while fighting crime. I mean, we've we've been here before, but I mean, there's a familiarity to it, but it's nice to to see this again, right? Yeah, I like the way that this fight developed uh visually. I mean, I think real really the standout here on this issue is Humberto Ramos's artwork. Uh Yeah. It's the best he's been for a while. Um at least in at least in this opening battle sequence, um, yeah, I, I would say throughout too. I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny. Like, 
towards the end of that opening arc with Ramos, I, I felt the art was slipping a bit. And, and maybe it was just my opinion on the story. It was kind of jading everything. But uh, when I saw Ramos was coming back, I was initially like, uh, but no, he definitely earns his stripes here. Yeah, I, one of the things that makes this really great is how it moves through different environments in in the Central Park Zoo as Spider-Man is fighting the iguana. Um, like that, even just the opening image with the snakes is so wonderfully detailed, uh, and and the kind of and the way that the jokes are kind of matched up with the artwork, the punching him into the clock tower and and things like that, and the penguin uh, exhibit. I thought it was all really fun. It reminded me of like a like a video game, like kind of like a multi-stage boss battle, you know, you, or like a Mortal Kombat fight where you punch them through the ceiling and suddenly, you know, you're in a different space. And I thought that was a lot of fun and really added a lot of like dynamism t- to the fight that is typically lacking in, in fights like this. Yeah, I mean, we certainly haven't had one. I mean, you know, the fight against the Inheritors basically happened off panel. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, uh, I'm the last person to say that they want their superhero comics just full of people punching each other. I thought the dialogue on the phone, while expository, was done in a kind of a fun way, especially the way it was paired up with the visuals. And especially with the the iguana kind of like fighting to make his peace in the middle of the battle. He had important things to say about reptilian rights, right? (laughs) Right, really funny. And for me, the like cherry on top of the whole thing was... Peter expressing to his teammates how they needed to, like, treat their villains with help, understanding, and compassion while beating the iguana senselessly over the head. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. It was fun, which, you know, these comic scenes have been lacking as much as people kept talking about how much fun Spider-Verse was. Um, You know, it, it, it felt bogged down in secret scrolls and magic crystals. Um, which is just always how I'm going to boil it down, just to be glib and obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, you've been really um, pushing the magic scrolls uh, thing on your site quite a bit. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's guaranteed to to show up, you know, every post now until the end of time. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like this is again, this is nothing groundbreaking, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, Spider-Man comics could be like this, and and and. Spider-Man comics with Dan Slott could be like this. I mean, like, he he does have a handle on this character. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, the narrative just got well away from that over the last six months. So, um, you know, kudos to that. Um, Not to get too far ahead in this comic, but um, there's a line here during the battle where Peter expresses, this is what he says. He says, I've been gone long enough that everything I've neglected in my personal life is ready to come crashing down on me, which I think, Mark, you and I would agree with, um, that we've really neglected Pete's personal life in this comic. Um, Yeah, I mean... What, to to me, was a little disappointing about the rest of this issue is that we return to an aspect of his personal life that was the last thing we really saw out of it. Well, we continue to neglect things like Mary Jane. Like, what happened to this character? Yeah, and I mean, not for nothing. I mean, those four issues before we go over to renew your vows, and we'll get to that, you know, what that's going to mean a little bit. But, you know, you would think that they'd be, you know, suggesting that these two characters have a history together at some point. But, 
they don't seem to want to bother with it, which seems like odd setup for me. You know, you know, but even beyond Mary Jane, I mean, even with Aunt May, I mean, Aunt May is like one of those characters that I don't know. I feel like it should almost be a gimme for some creators to to kind of capture that Peter Aunt May dynamic. I mean, not everybody can do it the way like J. Michael Straczynski does, but you know, this is a character that obviously has a, a history with with Spider Man and with Peter. And I don't know, like I don't want to be glib, but like I just didn't find myself caring about their relationship in this issue. It's like, you know, like it, it, it's still, it feels obligatory. And like, you know, like, I don't know how we're going to get past that at this point. Does that make sense to you, Dan? Oh, there's not a lot of like drama there. I mean, it's, it seems like it's set up for failure, whatever their relationship is, you know, right. that they're investing in him. Um, so it almost feels like more like a business deal rather than any kind of emotional beat with Aunt May. And, yeah. I, mean, l- I mean, being frank with you, how many good, real good moments have we ever really gotten with Aunt May uh, from most writers? Um, no, I know. But I guess it's because they are setting this up for failure. And it's like, you know, go back to that podcast all, you know, a couple years ago when you talked to Paul Jenkins and he talked about the blueberry pie. You know, and it's like I, you know, I'm not getting that sense of harrowing doubt about the state of Parker Industries and how that might cripple Peter's relationship with, you know, Senior Jameson and Aunt May. You know, like it's just not, it's not there. You know, like it's 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 there's no emotional resonance to to that rapport right now. Yeah, and I imagine a lot of it is going to come next issue when we find out whether or not they end up getting this deal. That a lot of this right. issue uh, focuses on, but again, we don't get to see him auditioning for the deal. So, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to be too harsh on this issue because I think that that stuff is coming. At least I'm hoping that right. it's coming. Um, and I think yeah. next yeah. issue has a lot of promise for letting these dramatics finally st- take another step up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but okay, so Peter gets to the pitch meeting and uh, he finds that Alchemex is already there and there's this really nice quick moment with Liz Allen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, when I first read it, I was like, why is she being so evil? And then I realized, no, she's not being evil. She's not ordering a hit on Peter or on Spider-Man, like, you know, and his company. She's just suggesting it, like, you know, because she's jealous. Um, or not jealous is probably too harsh of a word. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I actually thought that was nice. Although I'm still, it's it's tough for me to define who Liz Allen is right now. I mean, first of all, we still don't know where her business came from and how she got in charge of that big of a business. Um, but uh, we also, you know, she was kind of evil in the Goblin arc. Like she had ulterior motives that were related to the Goblins. So it's nice to see her be really, like, charming here and acknowledge their history. But I still am a little unsure of who this character is. Yeah, no, agreed. But, I mean, just that panel of, from Ramos of, like, her, like, adjusting and straightening out his tie and stuff like that. I mean, it was, there was just something kind of weirdly sentimental about it. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, so then we have the... (laughs) But you know, we, we we still establish that Tiberius Stone is evil, 
Like, I feel like that's the other thing with this book. A lot of these, a lot of beats feel like they're being repeated from earlier issues and earlier stories. Yeah. And the Ty Stone thing is kind of like murky because in 2099, we had seen progression with his character starting to become good. Yeah. Although we can, I mean, we can talk about the narrative in that issue and in that book in terms of what's being honored and what's not at this point. Sure. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it just, it just, I feel like we're going back in time on a lot of these beats. I mean, and then, and then of course there's black cat stuff. Um, and I, I mean, I guess her character is being developed, right? I mean, it, if I'm being honest, this weird epilogue that I don't even know why it has to be called an epilogue because it feels just like any other part of the story and it's got the same artist. Um, it feels like a reaction to complaints that people didn't like how our character changed. But I right. don't think it even – I don't think it goes far enough to even address those complaints. Like it gives us a no. little bit. Yeah, but it's still the theme is the same. This idea of I've lost everything and now I got to get it back. I feel like we've been there with this, right? I, I, I mean, we, we, I felt this in the the backup in ASM number one. I felt like we got back to it in that that big issue, you know, where she's in the new costume and she's like in the house where she tied the people up and all that. Yeah, it was a three or four, or whatever issue that was. Um. You know, this isn't new information to me. Like, there's nothing new. I will say that I was rereading some older issues this past week, and I was reading Spectacular Spider-Man in, like, the 290s. Or not the 290s. Um, You know, at the simultaneous time that Amazing Spider-Man was in the 290s. So, like, a hundred and something... Or other, I'm, I'm okay. not sure exactly. So like, this is like post breakup or right before yeah. they broke up. And she does have this kind of murderous, evil spree that she goes on in several of those issues. And so, like, my, I, I want to make it clear because I don't want to complain about this characterization of Black Cat anymore because otherwise we're going to be complaining about it every time we see her. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to move past it. It's, this is what it is now. Yeah. No matter what, you know, no matter what the history says. I, but I want to make it clear that my and I think I could probably speak for you too, but stop me if i if if i uh if I'm not speaking out of turn um, my issue isn't that she's on this kind of like I lost everything you know like if that's the way they want to go with it, I'm okay with it. My problem is that it's all based on the fact that she wouldn't listen to Peter tell her something that's not that far fetched um it's like she had the evidence presented to her. And she chose to ignore it and go on this revenge spree. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, So, like, I'm like, okay, she wants to be a gang lord. She's never wanted that before, but I'm fine with it. Um, But if it was based on a, like, a a foundation that made sense. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, even her, her, I mean, her father wasn't. A gang lord. He was a thief. I mean, that was not for nothing. I mean, that was always kind of Felicia's shtick. Was she had this kind of pseudo electric complex with her father, was trying to emulate him, and you know, kind of you know, not to get too Freud on everybody, but you know, like 
I think that was what attracted her to, to Spider-Man was this idea of this mass vigilante, vigilante, you know, like, like the secret double life, you know, like, like, and, um, never, never did I equate that to criminal overlord, you know, <laughs> or someone who didn't have a sense that like at any moment something could go wrong for her in these situations and she would have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she was stealing things always thinking, I'm going to get away with this every time. Right. The, the core here is that she feels betrayed by someone that she has been very intimate with in her life and trusted. But when that person expresses to you, you know, that it's not as it appears, you know, it, again, that's just my problem with it. And I, I kind of want to stop talking about Black Cat. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, not to belabor it, but I mean, it is worth noting that, like, I was kind of surprised by the structure of this comic in, in, you know, in this beast story. I mean, you know, it's one of three, so we're going to get two more installments of it. Um, just because, like, I kind of felt like the A story just kind of ended. Right. You know, we had this yeah. ghost reveal, and it was like, oh, wait, that's it, you know? And then, oh, there's, there's going to be, like, you know, I'm, I'm flipping the comic when I'm first reading it and I'm like, wait, what, what do you mean? It's, I, and I was like, is there like an extended letters page in this comic? Oh wait, no, there's a backup story. <laughs> you know? Which can I, can I lament this for a moment? I miss the letters page. Right. I mean, granted the letters page in Marvel comics has been kind of a waste of space recently because it tends to just be people commenting on how much they love the comic. Um, right. it's like an extended ad, but I, it's a classic part of the issues that I, that I miss. And when I read like image comics or like the walking dead, you know, there's so much personality there that I think is missing from letters pages, you know, in Marvel comics, but like Spider-Man has lo- almost lost it altogether. Oh, uh, you're just saying that cause you've been in the letters page like four times. That's true. That's true. I just want you more know, opportunities, Mark. As someone who's never written in or been published, bah humbug. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have, I, my, I have my picture in a Spider-Man comic, so but, <laughs> there's that. I know that was a trivia question once. I think for our for our podcast, right? Well, we I never I never left it in. I edited yeah. it out of the podcast. Oh, is that <laughs> spoiler alert? <laughs> yeah, the little um, bit of the sausage being made here. There you go. There you go. That said, if you can um, find my picture in a comic, like more power to you, <laughs> or less power to you because you're spending your time doing that. I'm just waiting for the moment where, like, one of us is illustrated into a comic as, like, you know, in a crowd, like with our heads being decapitated or something. It'll happen. Um. So you know, we you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned. Uh, that uh, the the you ghost. Decapitations. Well, on that note, yeah, said, on you that... mentioned decapitations. On that note, <laughs> um, you mentioned that the ghost shows up here at the end, right? He's hired by these guys to kind of undermine Parker Industries and help bring right. it down, right? right? And I think you and I, you know, based on solicits, you know, it seems as though Parker Industries is going to fold, um, right? But I don't know how I feel about like. Uh, of, I mean, it'll be fun to see him fight a villain like the Ghost, who's actually a really fun villain, um, you know, from like the kind of like New Avengers era. era. 
Uh, yeah. or no, sorry, not New Avengers, Thunderbolts. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, I don't know that I really like the idea that Peter's goals with Parker Industries will be undone by like a villain rather than his own like mistake. Like I feel like Peter's not being allowed to make that many mistakes. Like it's always something else complicates it. But like Parker Industries has been very set up to be if it fails, it's because Peter, you know, wasn't able to keep it up. And I almost feel like this hasn't happened yet, but speculation, like I worry that like a villain undermining it will be like, well, you know, it wasn't really Peter's fault. Right. I don't know. I'm not too pent up about that. I mean, I'm not pent up about it, but I think I think I think of all the subplots that we've had in the recent years. I don't. I don't again, I don't mean to be overly simplistic and obnoxious, but I, I, Parker Industries is just low on the priority scale. I, you know, I mean, I get that the gimmick is none of us see Peter running the company, and he didn't. Otto set this up, and thus the you know him trying to run it in his place is laughable. But like. You know, this this is just this is just like another brick in the wall in terms of getting away from this character and what we what we know and love about him. So I mean, I don't know. The sooner that we kind of retcon this away, I think the better we can get back to other stuff. That's I mean, my opinion. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. What? But what? I've always <laughs> wondered, like, what happens after this? So, like, Park when he's working at Parker Industries, or even before that, just working at you know um, Horizon. Who is who are mysteriously been missing for quite a long time? Um, That's not true. We saw the uh, the flashback scene in, from Superior nineteen in in Amazing Spider Man fourteen. All right, fine, but or like 15, I mean, in but... this in this timeline. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that that definitely felt like a Chekhov's gun that's just been kind of sitting there, floating uh, in the water outside of the New York Harbor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely thought. I I mean, I thought they were going to play a role in the finale of Superior. To be honest with you, but yeah, Chekhov's boat. Um, we got Chekhov's boat. We got Chekhov Doc Ock's corpse. Yeah. We got, <laughs> but anyway, know. like in when he was working for them, he would like devise these amazing inventions, like. Overnight, like oh, I just happened to build like a cryogenics freezer, right? Or you know, all of these various things that he's invented. Well, it wasn't his time machine; it was what's the same time machine. But right, can we get a Peter Parker that's taking pictures again? Like, if he can do all that crazy stuff, who's he going to take pictures for? Well, I mean, you know what I mean, like that level of job. Like, we now that we've proven him a genius. Like, why isn't Spider-Man Iron Man? You know what I mean? It's kind of I, – I've always felt uncomfortable about this position for Peter because he – you know, inventing these things, it's like, oh, I don't know how to beat this villain. And yes, he like – like even in the second issue, he came up with an anti-magnetic device, which all scientists in the world today would be like, that's the most amazing description or discovery. Um but it was handled in a way there that was so like, oh, it's just this little doodad he invented, you know. But here he's like this world-famous scientist, uh, you know. Even, even if Parker Industries goes under, like, is he still going to be this guy? I know what he's going to be. Director of sales at Papa Jonah Pizza. 
All right. Well, that's a good Which way to do it. Which means he'll be delivering this. pizzas. He will be delivering pizzas. Just, oh, like in, like in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, you or, know. Or Spider-Man 2, sorry. Yeah, that, come on. There was nothing amazing about Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I, I see some brand extension for Papa Jonah. And Peter's going to make it happen. They'll be like, oh, the new, like, you know, heated delivery bags invented by Peter yeah. Parker. And there'll be some heated delivery stuff between him and Silk. <laughs> oh. oh. Snap. All right. You want to give our final votes on this? Final votes? Our you final bet. Grades? I'm going to give this one a C, plus, Dan. Awesome. I'm going to give it a B minus. Wow. Going going up there into the, the Bravo section, aren't you? Well, I don't know about Bravo. Well, B is for Bravo. Come on. Learn learn your nautical alphabet, Dan. Can I say one last thing about this issue? Humberto you Ramos. You can say four last things if you want to. I'm going to say one. Just one. Okay. Humberto sure. Ramos has a real hard time drawing Anna Maria. Yes. Her height, I mean, who knows what her height is? Or what, what kind of a haircut she has. It varies every panel. Anyway. Good job, Roberto Ramos. It was a brilliant Thank issue. Thank you, Ramos. All right. Well, why don't we get to some comments and emails, man? Absolutely. You can leave us your comments at iTunes and Stitcher by searching for us at Amazing Spider Talk on both of those services or just searching for Spider-Man. We'll come up pretty quickly. And if you have a question or a comment or anything that you want to email to us, you can reach us at AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com. Or you can um, reach us on Twitter and you can tweet at us. And if you use the hashtag OKToPrint... Then we can run that question in the show. I think that's a good way around this. There you go. He, 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 Dan, Dan has spoken. Hashtag okay to print. Yes. Um, so, Dan, we got, we got some bad news, don't we? <laughs> we got our first one-star review. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, we're we're I'm gonna very have to broken pack it up in. about this. Oh, man. That just, that just crawls up the Space of my spine, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? I hope that the person who is being tortured by us has found a way to stop listening because, you know, if we're that painful, like, I would, I would advise you to remove your earbuds because there's a way to stop. There yes. is a way to stop the pain in your life. Yes. Unless maybe well. this is being used on some guy who, like, is in Guantanamo Bay you know, and like they're just torturing him with our voices, and he got out finally, and he was like, "I have to let them know to stop yeah. doing this show." Yeah, you know, I heard, I heard, Amazing Spider Talk and ISIS have a lot in common right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You know, we we're we're both liberal with women and and diversity, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's totally our thing. Uh, That's totally ISIS too. Um, (laughs) 
no, no, that's okay. You know what? Like, uh, it's not really breaking my heart, but you know, it is a shame to get a one star review. But they didn't actually leave a comment, right, Dan? No. So, like, if you are this person, yeah, let us know what's wrong with the show so we can get better. If you don't like our show and you, you know, want us to know that, you know, leave a comment with with your review, and you know, maybe we'll work on getting better. You know, like. Maybe we could start a dialogue, have a conversation, or you know, or maybe we could just be petty with each other. I don't know. It depends. I mean, clear, clearly, you're listening. Yeah. I think this is go- this has gone on too long, Mark. This is very inside baseball. But all right, so moving on, <laughs> moving on. What else we got, Dan? Well, I do want to say that I bet for every person who doesn't enjoy our show, there's a handful of you out there who haven't written in yet. Uh, so that's why I'm going to randomly choose one of our commenters. To receive an original copy of Amazing Spider-Man number 72. That's the Stan Lee and John Romita Sr. issue. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, straight from my collection, I'm going to give out one of my Silver Age issues. That awesome uh, issue with the, the Shocker cover. Uh, yeah. One of my he favorites, steals actually. The, sto- the petrified stone tablet from Captain Stacy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great issue. And so I'm going to be... Um, giving away my my copy of it. And uh, this is open to anyone who comment, has commented before, but also new commenters. So if you want to throw your hat in the ring and, uh, and get uh, a, you know, a chance to get that co- copy of a Stan Lee issue, uh, you know, leave us a review. And you don't even have to review the show. Just write in and say, I really want to be entered into this competition or tell us about what you ate for dinner. Man. Could it be Irish ham? It better not be Irish ham. Or Irish bacon. If I don't you, know. If you write in about Irish bacon, we're going to have a real, a real problem. Yeah. But what about Karate Kid Part 3? That's a little better, but not much. Mr. Miyagi! All right. I'm putting, I'm putting a moratorium on, on that impression. Okay. You got it. All right. Let's get to our emails. What's our first email here? I don't know. You tell me, Dad. What are we reading? <laughs> well, our first email comes from Tom Aiello. Ah, okay. That's where we're going with this. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't edit my notes appropriately, Dan. <laughs> Mark, of there, we don't have scripts. We just do this off no, the top of our No, no, no. But there, we, have, we have notes. All right. We have some notes. Um, yes. Tom writes, what classic Spidey villain do you see coming back soon? Where is everyone? I don't know what the second part of that means. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess is, it's kind of true. After Superior and all of the pain he put them through, where are all those guys he captured and forced to do things? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's right. There was, there was that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any predictions or, or desires, wants, needs, wishes? Not really. Actually, I, I, to be honest, I'm... Um, I'm, I find it refreshing that we're getting something like Ghost because I felt like we like have been relying on that well of old classic villains a lot, um, like Electro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah we I got mean, like, Electro. To be honest, I feel like we've done Lizard, and I mean Goblin was kind of a letdown. We're gonna get Eddie Brock Venom during Renew Your Vows, apparently. Yeah, that's exciting. I, you know, I, uh, I, I love Venom and. The Flash Thompson Venom has not really been a part of my world for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting an Eddie Brock Venom back into the main series or a villain like 
that has a more personal connection to Peter um, in, in back in some way. I, I would love to see what's going on with Mysterio. I mean, he's stuck in the Ultimate Universe, so maybe during this whole um, merging of universe, we'll get Mysterio hopping back over into the 616 universe. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's cool. That's still kind of unresolved um, who he is. I mean, I would I would love to see Boomerang back post Superior Foes. Like, what's he like now? You know what I mean? Like I'm sold on that book. Give us Boomerang. You know? Yeah, you know, like let's let's have like, you know, Boomerang has, has seen it all, you know, he was winning. Now let's see him fight Spider Man again. Absolutely. So, Mark, we got another email here that I think is addressed particularly to one of your concerns. Yeah, yeah. This is from Jack McQuiggan who writes, hello, Brit here. Irish bacon is regular bacon in England. Cheers. So there you go, Dan. How does this make you feel, Mark? Um, you know, well, as long as it's not Canadian bacon. Oh, is, is Canadian bacon a step lower for you? Canadian bacon is not bacon. Canadian bacon is ham. I don't even want to hear that. If if if, if some Canadian writes that and is like it's bacon, I'm gonna be like, what's that about? It's not even real. Not it's not real bacon, eh? <laughs> Mark, so go to Tim Horton. You're taking on go our international listeners. Get yourself a frozen cappuccino, okay? Eh? <laughs> Mark, I I'm gonna cancel the shipment of poutine I'm sending to your house. Oh, poutine's good, though. Yeah, I agree. More poutine <laughs> in the States. I'm all for that. There you go. Maybe less Canadian say, bacon. But Canadian bacon. Come on. <laughs> like, that's just embarrassing. I actually, you know? I'm, not, I'm not that down on Irish bacon, but there was that little controversy the last episode with you, so. I know, I know. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm on Canadian stuff now. I just want to say, like, in terms of greatest atrocities in Canada, I would say... Canadian bacon and then Brian Adams. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, Jack, thanks for writing in uh, to to correct us on uh, on I guess what you might consider a, a a bad state of existence in England. Yes. Well, Sorry. <laughs> let's talk about the friendly neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. Is that a threat? time of the show where we thank all of the wonderful people who have decided to donate some of their hard-earned money to the show and have opted to join the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. And Dan, I bet you thought with my current cold that I could not get that sentence out without hacking up a lung. I, I was kind of anticipating you hacking it out. But this week, 
We have no new members. Wah, wah. You know, being depressed can can make colds worse. <laughs> That's why I take Viagra? No, I don't know. Um. <laughs> this is a weird look into your life. Well, you know what? There's not a reason to be so depressed, Mark, because we're happy right. to celebrate with all of our ongoing friends. Yes, our ongoing friends. All the so, members uh, of the club. So, Dan, why don't you read the next section that's not in our notes? Oh, it's definitely not in our notes because these members of this club should check their email this week for free comics. If you'd like to become a member, though, of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club and help support our show, (laughs) um, uh, please go to our site and click on the giant button. I mean, it's a big button. How big is it, Mark? I don't know. I might have taken my down when I was struck with malware, Dan. <laughs> I hope not. Well, there's one on my site, at least, that reads Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. Why did I name it that? I don't know. You ask that every episode, Dan. <laughs> I'll come up with an adventure, one of the, uh, an, not an adventure, an answer one of these days. You venture a guess? I would adventure a guess. Okay. We got some spider news to talk about, so let's talk about it, Mark. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen. Let's talk about it, Dan. Talk about it, talk about it. I don't even know what that song was. Can you sing some more? No. So, Dan, renew your vows. It's now official. Yeah, I saw this uh, news releasing on all the major sites like, oh, renew your vows is a thing. And I was like, yeah, hasn't it always yeah. been a thing? Well, you know, I mean, we got the official June solicitations, and it, it's, it's on the ledger. It is, has replaced... Amazing Spider-Man as the core Spider-Man book, which we kind of figured it would. I know I say this every episode, but I, you know, this this whole thing is looking more and more like Age of Apocalypse, but Marvel company wide. You know, all these books are going to go on hiatus. We're going to get replacement books. So, Renew Your Vows is your Spider-Man book. Um, it looks like, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Eddie Brock and Venom is is being teased as a villain. Um, you know, Dan Slott gave an interview with, was, was it uh, Entertainment Weekly, I believe, Dan? Yeah. Where he kind of talked about this almost being like the monkey's paw treatment of, of Spider-Man's marriage, which, you know, to me indicates that, you know, be careful what you wish for because it's going to come true in a very literal way that's horrifying. So, you know, put a pin in that. It seems it's also like... Being promoted- it seems a lot like the story is following Peter kind of struggling to keep his family afloat. Yes. Um, the thing that I, that kind of struck me, and I'm still yet to get a satisfactory explanation for this, Dan, and maybe you have one. It's being promoted as the last Spider-Man story ever. And the last what's that Eddie about? Brock story ever. So what's that about, Dan? I don't know. Um, we killing Spider-Man again? And they're going to kill Eddie Brock as well? I don't know. Unless they're like saying like Eddie dies and maybe Peter puts on the Venom suit or something. 
and he becomes Spider-Man no more. He's now Venom. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I just, yeah. It sounds bah. like a glorified what if. Yeah. I, I think that's what we're going to get a lot of during Secret Wars. But, you know, maybe this will be interesting. Um, well, there's there, I, the, Slot said in the interview also that, like, it like w- you know we would get amazing. Like, he didn't say we would get Amazing Spider-Man back, but he essentially like hinted at it and said that elements of this would carry over. And he even tweeted today to someone who asked him about when we would get Amazing Spider-Man back, and he just posted a link to a video of a ticking clock. So like it's only a matter of time that the the series gets relaunched and we get the status quo back in whatever form. It will be in. Yeah, so it could be a very new status quo, but yeah. I mean, I have a feeling not everything is going to return as it was before Secret Wars, but, you know, I don't think we're going to have a Marvel Comics universe without Spider-Man, without Iron Man, without Captain America, without even the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I know Rich Johnson from Bleeding Cool will disagree, but... (laughs) Since this has been his crusade. Yeah. But, I mean, I think even the the Fantastic Four will be back because, let's face it, by the time Secret Wars is over, that movie will be, you know, releasing the DVD. Yeah. And uh, we, got, um, we got an email from Jack Vines uh, yeah. who asked, what do you think Slot meant when he said that elements of Renew Your Vows would carry over into future Spider stories? Do we want to venture a guess? Well, clearly he's going to stay married. Yeah, clearly. I mean, duh. But no, even even if being... he's not married, he'll definitely have a child at least. Yeah, because, you know, because Joe Quesada is like dead and buried like 500 universes away, right? Because that's probably the only chance of those things actually ever happening in real time again. And they definitely didn't do a really risky move several years ago and, and turn fans off. Um, just to undo it five years later, which actually I will say this book is releasing exactly five years after uh, the release uh, one, one more day. Has it only been five years? I believe so. Wow. It feels so much longer, Dan. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think One More Day was 2008. I think 2010 was was One Moment in Time. Oh, sorry. Yes, One Moment in Time is what I meant to say. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. So, like, they said it would take how many years for us to get over it? And I, I guess I'm kind of over it, but... Um, yeah, and I, it's like, you know, kind of bridging from what we were saying earlier about Black Cat. I, I, you know, like, people who are still harping on this, it's like... Why are you wasting your energy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm over it. It still remains like a dark mark, but next writer, yeah. please. Someone else right. come up with a new idea. There you go. So, so um, to answer Jack's question, I, I, I honestly don't know. Do you uh, think there will I be mean, a, lever, a level of introspection that we've seen post-Spider-Verse? You know, maybe, maybe he questions himself upon getting back and you know what he had had with me. I, I don't know. I don't see it happening. It's, and if they do, it's going to feel so inorganic because you know, the last quality moment he had with Mary Jane was probably spider Island. 
which was we're now getting upon four years of that story being gone, you know, like. So, yeah. (laughs) That's all I got. Well, on that positive note, I think it's time to take things home. You got it. Of course, you can find all of our new Amazing Spider Talk and old Superior Spider Talk podcasts at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Amazing Spider Talk. And if you do, please make sure you leave a rating and a comment to let us know how we're doing and we'll read it on the air. Yeah, leave us a comment with your rating. We really like yeah. to hear what you have to say. Of course, Whether it's one star or five. Yeah, look, we're, we're not thin-skinned enough that we can't get negative criticism, but we'd like to know what it is so that we can respond to it. Um, if you have any opinions on these comics or any questions, please be sure to email them to us at AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com, and we'll address and read them on the air as well as we did today. Uh, also, be sure to check out both of our Facebook pages at Facebook.com slash SuperiorSpiderTalk. And Facebook.com slash Jason Amazing because these are great places to keep up with us in between shows. As Dan and I will put up some articles and, you know, other crazy, cool, cuckoo things that we do. All, uh, all the cuckoo things. Cuckoo, ring-a-ding-ding. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club that helps support our show. Um, special thanks and shout-out goes out to Ryland Bochak, the uh, creator of our theme song. And also our outro song, which comes from Majid. Uh, Dan, where can we find you on the internet? Of course, you can find me on Twitter at, at SupSpiderTalk and on my website at SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. Uh, what about you, Mark? Uh, at ChasingAmazing. Wait, blah, wrong. At ChasingASMblog for Twitter and www.ChasingAmazingblog.com for my homepage. And you can find my listicles at ComicBook.com. Awesome, Mark. So, uh, so bump into any strangers this week or have any strangers f- find their way through the mystical web of life to you? Well, you know, I was waiting in line trying to get some, uh, some cough medicine at the local pharmacy. And, um, oh, you know, nice. I ran it. Yeah. You know, it, it was a local pharmacy though. Not one of those national chain ones. We yeah, don't the do mom, that. Mom and pop pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. You know, originally I was just going to buy some chocolate milk at a deli, but then I thought I'd get some some cough medicine instead. Is, is this your way of of admitting that you have a drug dealer? <laughs> Are these licensed professionals? <laughs> Point being is uh, this this kindly old man came up to me, and first he was like, "Hey, does that have um, I don't know what's the what's the stuff that they they use to make crystal meth?" Um, pseudo. Uh, <laughs> I don't no. know, Mark. Are you are you opening a meth lab in your basement? <laughs> Point being, with great power and podcasts, there must also come amazing spider talk. That's what the old man said to me, and I'm sticking to it. And I just took off medicine. 